Hello everybody, how you guys doing? This is good old Grandmaster Evan here, and you're listening to the Anonymous Liberty Media Podcast, episode 28. Wow, it is... Today is... May 19th, Saturday, 8.58 Pacific Standard Time, and this is titled, Weird Conspiracies in the Music Industry. I mean, imagine that shit, you know. Imagine, I mean, the, the, the bizarre, the weird, and, and, and the more crazy conspiracy theories in music history, okay? Now, some of these conspiracies have involved with late, great, legendary singers, songwriters, um... Uh, producers, directors, music writers, lyricists, lyric writers, and also the people involved in these groups, you know, set the, the stage hands, everything else, you know. Now, one of, now these, these are bizarre, strange, and creepy, okay, creepy. Now, I'm going to start with one of the strangest but very controversial conspiracy theory. The supposed death of Paul McCartney. Yeah, Paul McCartney. The uh, so-called the nice the nice beetle. Now, there has been rumors that he died on November of 1966. Ten years before my ass was born, or about nine years before my ass was conceived. Now, there—I mean, there, there's been a lot of conspiracy theories in music, whether it's rock, rap, the blues, but the the. The conspiracy that the real Paul McCartney died in November of 1966. Now, the big question is, here's a guy who's a left-handed bass player for the Beatles. Supposedly, he died after an argument in the studio in November of 1966. The same year that Carol Shelby in Ford Motor Company teamed up and created, took a Mustang 2 2 plus 2 and created the first ever Shelby Mustang. They created the Shelby Mustang GT350, which is one of my personal favorite cars of all time, and not the 500 that has the 428 Culver Jet, which is putting out almost 500 horsepower. Thank you very much. The car guide, Carol Shelby. Even Jim Morrison drove a Shelby Mustang GT500. That's right. Jim Morrison, the Doors, owned and drove a Carol Shelby masterpiece. A Shelby Mustang GT500 with the big block 428 cubic inch Cobra Jet. Putting out 335 horsepower, which technically it's putting out 345 
to 375 horsepower, which is a badass engine. If he had R coded in his car, he'd be putting out 556 horsepower. Thank you very much. Now, here is one of, I mean, here's a guy, supposedly have died, what, 52 years ago. Well, 51 years ago. Okay? And it's probably one of the reasons why that, I mean, people say, you know, we're told the reason why the Beatles broke up because of Yoko Ono. Well, that could, that could still be a factor. But, supposedly MI5, MI6 got this guy who won the Paul McCartney lookalike, who does, um, who pretty much does look alike Paul McCartney. Now, supposedly this guy was brought in to hide the factor that Paul McCartney did really die or just just a, a conspiracy theory through the music through some songs and you know the cover of, of, of the records and kind of a kind of a thing that, that's been going on since 19 oh crap that's been going on for the last 51 years 1966 in November of that year uh, there was a, a picture of a car that supposedly Paul McCartney drove. It was wrecked. Wrecked. Eleven years to the day, almost to the day, that legendary actor James Dean died in his Porsche, the little bastard. The little bastard, yeah. Now, about James Dean, now, with that one, there's also people saying that did, did, he, did he really drive it, or was he the passenger? Or was he the passenger? Because there, there's been many, many conspiracy theories on did James Dean really die? Did he survive? Or did he die, but was he driving, or was he the passenger? That, that's a question there. Now back to Paul McCartney. Now, I believe that Paul McCartney did not die in November of 1966. I don't believe that. But, there's also a good chance that he have might have died that year. And there's a replacement that's been around for the last, what, 50 years. 51, 52 years? Almost, almost 52 years. Now another now another conspiracy theory is that the Twenty Seven Club, okay, the Twenty Seven Club, Brian Jones, Jimi Hendrix, Janis Joplin, Jim Morrison, the Lizard King, my idol, my idol, Jim, Jim Morrison, Kurt Cobain, Amy Winehouse, Old Dirty Bastard. Uh, a lot of these singers who have died at age have. No, mysteriously died. No, I mean, some say, well, it was a drug. I mean, they they die naturally, because well, well, you know, Grandmaster Evan, you know, it, it was the the '60s. You know, Dennis Doplin, Morrison, and and Hendrix were all on dope, man. They were they were getting down and happy, man. They were getting all the goody stuff. While the baby boomers were all sober. All sober and, and for the war, while these 
drugged out hippie singing motherfuckers were were singing songs about going uh, about the war. Okay, now check this out. Okay, Brian Jones. Okay, Brian Jones. Now Brian Jones' case, he was now now that now this is from what were what information I got. Brian Jones, the co-founder of the Beatle, of the Rolling Stones, was found dead in the bottom of his pool, drowned. Okay. Now many now many reports have been put out that people who who don't believe the, the narrative of Brian Jones' death that he was held down by the FBI. Because he would not go with all what's going on. Because a lot, a lot of singers and group guys were bands. They were getting down with the LSD and shit. And they were getting down big time. Tuning in, dropping out, and taking some of this shit. But Brian Jones, he was pretty much just quitting this shit. You know, he was quitting this crap. But what you see on TV is just bogus bullshit because it, it, it's what you, what we're what you're supposed to be known told. No, Brian Jones was murdered. Some guy came up and he he saw what's happening. He, he saw some some agents of, of the FBI holding down Brian Jones, and he was told either you get here or you're next. And uh, the FBI killed Brian Jones. Now another now another conspiracy theory about is one of my favorite guitars of all time, and that is Jimi Hendrix. Now we were told for decades, for years, even after 1971, the year that Hendrix, Joplin, and Morrison died, that Jimi Hendrix was against the war. He was a former army guy. And uh, he he was left-handed, and he picked up a right-handed guitar, and he created the most beautiful sound of a guitar, awesome music. And um, he was against the war, and we were told that he had a drug overdose, and there was a movie about him, and at, at the end of the film, he had, he fell asleep and choked on his own choked on his own vomit. Well, well, another report states that he was force-fed this stuff. He was force-fed drugs because he was against the war. He was against the war in Vietnam, like every other singer, you know. And he was force-fed, held down, force-fed drugs, and he died from being force-fed this stuff. Now, now Jim Morrison. He was the same thing. He he was a uh, a very charismatic, artistic guy from UCLA. Started, I mean, he was in the band called The Doors. He was the lead singer, and he went up against the grain. He pretty much went up against authority, especially in Florida. In a concert where he exposed himself, which hey, you know, you're all grown adults. Hey, if Jim Morrison wants to show you his song, hey, let it happen. You know, shit. But after he died, the Florida authorities refuses to drop the charges. The guy was fucking dead because he was showing his pecker. What the hell?
Now, the big thing is, if you look at Dennis Joplin, she was a, I mean, she was, an, she was a rebel. She broke down doors for female rockers from Joan Jett to Lita Ford to Pat Benatar and so on and so forth. I mean, she broke down doors for fellow female rockers like Anna Nancy Wilson of the heart. I mean, she really broke down the doors. The, I mean, the barrier. I mean, she really did. And she was one of the best. And, uh, and also, I mean, she did. She, I mean, she did her part. She was a historical, a very historical figure. And uh, I mean, really, really was looking for love, and really just straight up looking for the wrong. I mean, looking for looking for love with the wrong guys, and. Uh, and she had she had her fair share of uh, ladies too. I mean, it was the first time that a, that a female act, actress or singer ever had had a behind closed doors moment with a female variety. There's a show called Twenty Four Hours. Oh, you know, it was um where it, it was a where. Anybody, someone in the industry had 24 hours left to live. And they were chronicling their days before their death. They had John Belushi. They had Ringo's. They had uh, Keith Moon, who died of, of a drug overdose back in 78. And uh, Jim Morrison, Hendrix. I mean, I, I mean it, it was a sad time. It was a sad time. But she was 27 years old. And uh, she was she was a rebel in her, in her own right. And uh, in the show, she injected some heroin that was not diluted. I guess someone, I guess Big Brother had it in for her because she was rebelling against the old ways that was started in the fifties. And. Uh, and um, people in her hometown, they didn't, they didn't take kind of her, you know. They didn't because she was different. She was different. And back in the day, back then, you had to be a certain way. You had to dress a certain way, act a certain way. Back in the back in the late '60s and early '70s, she was a rebel. She was not afraid. And. Uh, she was leading the group, Big Brother, Big Brother, and the holding company. And she was, you know, had that soul. And then we got Jim Morrison, who uh, one of my one of my favorite uh, lead singers. I mean, really, really went up against authority, knew how to do the work, and was. This guy penicized in the sixties, late seventies. He he penicized sex for a guy. I mean, he had a lot of ladies. I mean, he he was the guy, but he had down down. He was winding down before he died. He was winding down with a, a former girlfriend, where he where he where 
she found him dead in a bathtub in Paris, where he where he lies today. And uh, he was very influ influential, very influential. Like uh, Hendrix, Hendrix influenced influenced a lot of guitarists. They they fought I mean, they idolized this guy and the way he played the guitar and and uh, he was good. And uh, I, I guess that Keith Moon here's a guy who took horse tranquilizers while playing a concert. He was fucked up, man. He he was when you take that much horse horse uh, horse tranquilizers, dude, your body. Cannot handle that shit because you would get really fucked up bad. And he has some also colorful and controversial moments. And, uh, but he died of a drug overdose. I mean, I mean, if later in life, I mean, come on. It was the disco era. Of course, the who don't do disco. The Stones don't do disco. But of course, Kiss did. They sold out to disco. Disco sucks. I hate disco. The thing is, I mean, now, I mean, here, I mean, here, another conspiracy is now we got Kurt Cobain. And uh, Kurt Cobain was a time, he was 27, 90, 1994. He was 27 years old. He had songs like uh, Teen Spirit, uh, Heart in a Box, Heartache Box, and uh, and, uh, and a few other ones. And they were these were classics now. They are classics now. They're, they are considered classics after 22 years. Classics. Like a car. After 20 years, the car is a classic classic now now I got I gotta say you know the, 20, the whole 27 club is a curse I mean look at Amy Winehouse okay she had a huge drug and alcohol problem and before she died she started to really wind down unwind wind down like really become mellow calm and really getting out of her funk, and, I mean, like Crickle Bane, I mean, she, she went up against the grain, you know, she had good tunes, and, I mean, really good music and everything else, but, now, here's a problem here. When somebody asked about the Luminati, she said something very positive that kind of pissed off some members of the music industry. But she didn't care because it, it's how she felt. It was her opinion. She was in it for the music. Not the drugs or the alcohol. She wanted to make music for people. She, she had, Amy Whitehouse had that late 60s sound. Almost jazzy, almost bluish. And it, it was almost like, um, I mean, she had that. That, that that soul sound and uh, I mean she was a good singer you know she had that song rehab and uh, she was found dead supposedly of a alcohol odos on alcohol and drugs but she was taken out because 
she was not doing what the Illuminati music industry wanted her to do. Because if you're a musician or a front man of a group, you are worth more dead than alive. That is a, and that is a fact, my friends. That is a fact, big time, no bullshit. is a is a full blown big time truth. You are worth. I mean, look at Michael Jackson. He's worth more dead than alive. Tupac and Biggie. They're worth more dead than alive. Here, here's a fact about about Tupac. His mom sued Death Row Records and Shug Knight for Tupac's unfinished, unreleased content that was worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay? Hundreds of millions of dollars. He died. He was murdered because of his work, he, of what is worth dead. With him dead, he, he's making a hundred million a year dead okay he's making money even though he died he's dead he's been gone for almost what 23 years almost 22 years and um Biggie I mean holy crap his song hypnotized oh man that 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 song resonates throughout history and that song would always be very influential to a lot of rappers but the one thing that really pissed me off is there's this rapper who claims that he's better than Tupac if you're a young punk if you're a young punk in the rap game and you say you're better than Tupac guess what motherfucker you're just a little you're just a, uh, a little fish in the big ocean and you're nothing compared to Tupac nothing compared to Tupac Nothing compared to Biggie, okay? Nothing compared to Easy E. You're just a young, a young punk who thinks he's better than all these legends. Let me, let me tell you something, my friend. These legends paid the way for your punk ass to exist, okay? They paved the way for your fucking punk ass so you can have a career. They broke the door for you. They, they, they paved the way for you, you son of a bitch. So when you're in an interview and someone asks you about Tupac, don't tell them not to don't mention them. Because guess guess what, dude? You are nothing compared to Tupac. Tupac was intelligent, brilliant, educated. You're a street punk who deserves to get his ass kicked for just talking like that. That that's my opinion. If Tupac was alive, he would beat your ass. If Biggie was alive, he would beat your ass. But that's just my opinion. Okay? That's my opinion. But these legends paved the way for you. These are legends who deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How come Tupac and Biggie aren't, are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Tupac is, but how come Mark Biggie? Hypnotize is one of my favorite songs that, that the B.I.G. did. The, the, the uh, Biggie. No? Come on. A lot of conspiracies are, are I mean, behind the deaths of Tupac and Biggie. Almost a year and a half apart. I mean, you got to shoot a fellow rapper just to get noticed and shit? Because, because, the heads, because the heads 
of the Illuminati hip-hop industry. One of them dead because they're worth more dead than alive. You want them dead because they didn't like what the heads of the Illuminati were, were planning for them? Now, there, there's been a lot of conspiracy theories in the music industry. And one of them is the Illuminati. Okay. And one of them is gay rappers. What the fuck is up with these gay rappers? Are is there a gay mafia in the industry? Is there I mean cuz cuz because Big Joe says that there's a gay mafia in the hip hop game. Big Joe said that. And uh now I mean if 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 you go on YouTube and check out Professor Griff, he will tell you, okay? He will tell you that I mean think about it, okay? Think about it. He will tell you that a lot, a lot of these young rappers who were forced to get cornholed by the heads of the industry. If you want to make it big, even Hollywood, you gotta get cornholed by the industry leaders, by the by the industry, the heads of the industry, movies, TV, and also music. Now, if you're a female in the industry, well, guess what? You gotta drop to your knees and swallow. You gotta drop to your knees and take one up the culo. Maybe even both holes. Or having your hole, all three of your holes filled. Big time, big time. Now, there, now there's a former member of the Pussycat Dolls that, that was on the Alex Jones show. And told her store, told her part of the Pussycat Dolls were just, weren't just a group. They were escorts for the highest industry. They had to perform sex acts by the industry got uh, the power players in the industry. They had to do everything. If they had to be double penetrated, hey, that's going to happen in the industry. And there's a lot of devil, sat satanic shit, Illuminati crap, devil worshiping people in hip-hop. You see them covering their one eye, doing that, doing that, uh, that, uh, okay sign, that 666 shit. It's fucking insane, guys, you know, it's fucking insane. Now, now, if you pull, now, if you're a rapper who, who pulled what DMX did back in the day, a year, a year ago, you would be put in jail of charges that they would have you charged with because you went up against their authority. You challenge their authority. You basically question their authority. And DMX had every right to do that. I mean, if you understand of what is going on, okay, the understanding is
you have to understand it's not that easy to break away from from everything of what you're you're being told okay now it, it, it's pretty much I mean there's a rapper called childish Gambino okay I'll tell this I tell this Gambino okay and he he is a new guy that's fall that that's that's following the script he's following the script and if you understand now P professor griff is very educated like tupac because because tupac knows what's all about no he knows he knows what's all about and you know there there's i mean a lot okay now, now, now there's a video on a channel called Murder Master Music Show where Professor, Professor Griff alleges Russell Sims, Simmons was picking off girls. Okay, now here, here's the thing here. Picking off girls and boys. Imagine that. You're a you're a hip hop mogul guy who thinks that, that you founded a a very legendary anti establishment rap group, Public Enemy, who's like Rage Against the Machine, NWA. These are anti establishment rap groups. 
Now, Rage Against the Machine, they were they were banned on t on radio. No, they were banned on FM radio, but they still are around. The lead singer went on to do activist work, while the other rest of the band went on to work with Chris Cor the late Chris Cornell and created Audio Slave. Audio Slave. Here's another set of conspiracy theories in music industry. The death of Prince. Now, Prince was very open. He was very highly educated. He knew what was going on in the industry. And the industry executives wanted control of his work. And he got it. He, he fought. And he fought to get his... His work, hard work, 30 plus years of work, 40 years of plus work, and he got it. And somehow he mysteriously died, mysteriously. Okay, he was on the Arsenio. He was on some talk show talking about chemtrails. That that's not that's not something new, you know. And. Uh, I mean, he died. Supposed to have a heart, heart attack. The guy was fit. The guy was fit. The guy was getting punani all the freaking time. The guy was fit. Healthy as a whole. Healthy. But he died. And then you got the death of Michael Jackson. The king of pop. This guy, 30 plus, almost 40, I mean, almost 40 years of solo career had a great solo career made a lot of money Sony he was he had a a, 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 a record career with Sony Sony Entertainment yeah no, do, do you know what's, what's crazy is that Everywhere around the world, he's number one, except for America. He's number, he's number one in Europe, South America, Asia, the Middle East. He's number one. But in, in the United States, he's not even. Because he's rebelling against the program. He's rebelling against the institution. And right after he called Tony Matola the devil, months, I mean, this, this was 2009 when he died. 2009 when he died. 50 years old he died. 50 years old. right if he was alive today he would have been 59 years old 59 years old 
He died nine years ago at the age of 50. 50. A great entertainer. And they had him pilled up to the core. This guy hardly ever slept. He was His body was shutting down. He was freaking dying. And then we got Whitney Houston and her daughter, Bobby Christina. Both died the very same way in the bathtub. But her daughter's killer was a resident charge. Now he's sitting in prison for killing the daughter of Whitney and Bobby Brown. And we have also I mean th this is a this is a very insane moment here guys a very insane moment there's been there's been a lot of great singers who died mysteriously drug overdose suicide car accidents and whatnot but we also have a death of another great individual 23 23 years ago okay 23 years ago a legendary rapper Easy E died of the AIDS virus now people are wondering how did he die when 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 he was, when, when he was having problems with his respiratory system all of a sudden it went from that to ammonia from that to he died of AIDS now, 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 what's funny is that Suge Knight, he was on the Jimmy Kimmel show. And basically, he, he pretty much admitted he killed Eazy E. Now, after Eazy E died, Dr. Dre parted ways from death row. Chuck Knight says, you ain't going to make it. Dr. Dre told Chuck Knight, I want to start my own label. Chuck Knight asked, what? Out of the blue, the missing beat, Dr. Dre said, aftermath. Then right after that, Death Row was dying. Suge Knight was losing control. Tupac Biggie died. Easy E died. He was losing money. He lost the royalties to uh, ownership. Suge Knight lost royalties to Tupac's uh, work. His Tupac's mom sued Suge Knight for her son's work. Even the unfinished projects, she released them herself. She released them herself, and then all of a sudden, she mysteriously died. She died. Tupac's mom died. Or, or, or was it Biggie's mom that died? One of the moms died, but all I know is that 
Tupac's mom sued Chick Knight and Death Row for Tupac's unfinished work and all and all the royalties. They were put in a uh, a state in a state, and um, you know this this industry is very dark and evil, very dark and evil, very much dark and evil. And um, there's a I mean the industry is very scary as hell. I mean. If you want to make it now, now these days you gotta you got to sell your soul to the big chief commander of what Bob Dylan said, and you will make it. I mean, there's a lot of the MK Ultra involved in the music industry. Look at what happened to Katy Perry; she mentally broke down. She was breaking down. Her, her body was was just breaking down piece by piece. Now, there was a an old movie with Bette Midler in it. So uh, it, it was a movie back in the late seventies, late seventies, where she portrayed the movie. The movie was supposed to, supposed to portray the life of Janis Joplin. And at the end of the movie, the character that Bette Midler was playing was exhausted. She was partying. Dealing with drugs, the executives were just running her ragged, making her play shows nonstop without any sleep. But her character died on stage, <coughs> and, that, and, that, and that how is, and that's how the industry is. Back then, even today, in some in some cases. And uh, there are there are a lot, just absolutely, absolutely scary. If you're a female artist, there's things that they are gonna make you do. Even if you're a member of the Pussycat Dolls, they're gonna make you do some crazy shit. You're gonna be part of a group who are at who are. Escorts. I mean, look at the female rapper, female rappers like Little Kim. She had to do some crazy shit herself. I mean, if you were if you were video vixens who goes into videos and are backup, I mean, there there's a woman who who, who, who they call Superhead. She wrote a book about being a video vixen. She was she was the lady they chose the woman they called Superhead because that that's what she did she gave head she gave head she wasn't just a video vixen she was a woman that gave head to a bunch of rappers she was also used sexually by rappers and she wrote a book about it she exposed. The whole entire rap industry. She blew the whistle. She uncovered a dark secret in her book, Superhead. She wrote herself. And there's a lot of future video vixens that kind of went after her because she blew the whistle on the whole thing. 
and a lot of the ladies that were with her, they were they were pissed off about it because she wrote a book about the guy, the rapper she slept with, the rapper she blew. And some of the some of the rappers that gangbanged her and shit, you know. The industry is not what you think it is. A lot a lot of musicians who have made the, who were screwed financially. You know, they were screwed financially. I mean look at Badfinger. Back in the seventies, they were screwed out of money. They had bad management. They, they had bad management that were Basically, they weren't making any money. They had hit records, but not making any money. The lead singer ended up hanging himself because he, he was he was getting screwed financially by the management, by the record label. And there were some groups and singers that had, that had to fight for the royalties. Prince did it. David Bowie did it. He's a, he's a chameleon, Dave Bowie is. Now the now lost artists we got we got John Lennon who who's been dead for almost thirty eight years. George Harrison, cancer. Some singer, I mean Liberace, AIDS. Freddie Mercury, AIDS. You know, a lot of artists that committed suicide, drug overdose, car, I mean, natural causes, hey, it's natural. But the industry is scary as shit. Now these days, you gotta sell your soul, you gotta do some crazy shit just to get big. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this is, uh, I'm gonna cut it here. I wanna thank you guys for listening. This is good old Grandmaster Evan here. And, uh, you're, you just listen to the Anonymous Liberty Media Podcast. It is 9.44 p.m. And on May 19th. And if you got this transmission, you are the resistance. Thank you for listening. Remember, knowledge is free. If you don't like it, go fuck yourself. Peace out. Revin out. 10-4, good buddy. Bye.